Welcome to the Back Pain Podcast with Rob and Dave, the only show geared specifically to help educate you about your back pain. We talk to the experts to bust the myths, break down the science, and give you all the top tips for living pain-free. So if you're driving to work, tidy in the house, or even laid up at home in pain, we have something for everyone. Hello, friends and family, and welcome back to another episode of the Back Pain Podcast. Now, this is episode 61, and today we're, Dave and I are discussing a case that came to see us recently where a poor patient was told she was a failed physiotherapy patient. She had it written down on her letter in front of her. And we were just, so we're discussing today, what does this mean? Can you fail physiotherapy? Are you a failed physiotherapy patient? And if you have been told this, what can you do about it? Is this something you can change? Is this something you're going to be stuck with for life? How can you get rid of this label? And what should you be doing about it? As always, if you like what you're hearing, please free to, feel free to share this podcast, share the episode, tag us in your Instagram stories at the Backpin Podcast. It means the absolute world to us to see that patients are listening and enjoying your show. But I'll leave you to sit back and enjoy myself and Dave talking about failed physiotherapy. Okay, Rob, so we were having an interesting discussion earlier. You had a patient come in to see you um, who had been told they had failed physiotherapy. Is that right? Yeah, they actually had it on a letter. So it was a letter from um, a consultant to their GP and they'd been CC'd into the letter. So they had a copy of the letter um, and it and it literally said the words, this patient has failed physiotherapy. Oof. And yeah, it's a bit of, it's, it's you know, it's quite a shocking statement to read um, from the profession, from from a consultant. You know, this wasn't discussed with said patient. This wasn't explained to mm. her. She just had a letter. As far as she was aware, she she'd seen a physiotherapist in the NHS. Tried, a, you know, had a few different approaches, and you know, they said it's not quite. You know, we're not quite getting the results we expected. We recommend mm. seeing someone else, and they referred her. She ended up in front of a, an orthopedic specialist, and then had this on a letter. And she's thinking, "Hang on a minute, you know, I, this is not." <laughs> This is not what I'd expected. I, you know, I wasn't to be told I'm now a, a failed, a failed physiotherapy patient. Is not kind of what I had. And then you can imagine the knock-on effect of that. You know, she's thinking, "Oh, I'm never going." You know, physiotherapy doesn't work for me. So, yeah. What what what's next? What else can I do? What you know? Am, am I at the end of the road? Does this definitely mean surgery? So it took a lot of unpacking. So yeah, that's it's an interesting phrase. So I think we're going to unpack what that phrase means today a little bit, just kind of over the next. 15 minutes about can you actually fail physiotherapy? I mean, <clears throat> this has got to go down as the just the shittest diagnosis of all time or the, or the, the sort of laziest uh, projection of a diagnosis of all time. It, it's not great, is it, Rob? It's, I wouldn't even say it's a diagnosis, but yes, I think, I, I think yes, it's, it's the shittiest diagnosis of all time, but yes, I wouldn't even call it a diagnosis. <laughs> it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a condition. It's not something which you have uh, <laughs> you have you have done wrong. So I think you know the answer is can you fail physiotherapy? And we, we're saying the word physiotherapy. This is just because this is what happened on the patient's letter. Will mm. encompass all treatments into that and all professions into that. You know, chiropractic, osteopathy, sports therapy, massage. You know, GP. Um, and I say the short answer is no. You can't fail physiotherapy in the way that you can't fail chiropractic. You can't fail GP. You can't fail medicine. Like they're not. You know, we're, we're confusing treatments with professions here. And that is a, yeah. is, is a line which is, is hard to understand. And, you know, I find it hard to explain this is that chiropractic, physiotherapy, osteopathy are the names of, of a profession. They're not the names of types of treatment. 
these professions use lots of different things in their, you know, I don't know the word toolbox or in their armory or different things at their disposal in order to help manage your pain and help you get better. They're not using physiotherapy to fix you. They're not using chiropractic to fix you. That just happens to be a chiropractor who's using things or techniques or talking or exercises or manual therapy, whatever they're doing, they're using different things in order to help you get better. So yeah, you know, they, they are your your guide, they're your teacher, they're your you know, support worker, whatever, you know, that's, that is our role. You know, we're not using our, you know, chiropractic or physiotherapy to fix you to walk out the door. That's it, it's, it's one element in a whole lot of stuff. So why do you think this happens? So if, if you saw this on a letter with a patient, what do you think that that consultant is trying to convey or the doctor or whoever is trying to convey about that patient? And and then a second to that, if you're a patient and you've heard this, you know, what, what, what can you do about it? I mean, it sounds like they're trying to say essentially physiotherapy has not worked for them. That's the way I would, I would flip this. It sounds like the physiotherapy techniques that have been used haven't been applied in the right manner or they haven't been um, uh, utilizing the correct frequency or environment to allow her body to heal like it could do. Um, and so rather than she has failed at physiotherapy or he has failed at physiotherapy, I never asked, um, instead of the patient she. failing, I think it's she, um, I think it's that that particular physiotherapy technique has failed for her or hasn't worked at that time. Um, and I think we can take it even even deeper than that. Here, here we're saying that you know physiotherapy has, has failed this patient. Well, actually that particular branch, that particular flavor, that particular style of physiotherapy, let alone all other manual techniques has failed that patient. So it's such a small niche, which just feels like it's been um, uh, sort of like, you know, whitewashed across the whole whole thing. Oh, well, that hasn't worked. We gave it a try. Let's move on to the next thing, which I assume is some sort of surgical intervention or perhaps the dreaded words of just pain management of, of, of just put up with it. Yeah, and I think that also negates or doesn't take into account what was actually done. Mm. You know, it, that's almost the consultant who's, you know, brushing physiotherapy, whitewashing everything as, as one treatment approach. Rather than saying, okay, what 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 happened in these sessions? What, did you just talk for half an hour? Did you do some exercises? Did you just have a massage? Did they just use an ultrasound machine or some TENS and tell you to get on the way? Have you seen them 30 times? Have you seen them one time? You know, there are so many... There's such a, a myriad of different approaches here with all these different with all these different kind of clinicians. So a one size approach all does not work for everyone, which is a good thing. You know, not everyone needs to have the same thing. You know, everybody needs a different approach. Some people need a lot more handholding to kind of do some exercises, and some people are happy just you know with an exercise sheet and to get on get on with it themselves. And some people need more reassurance, and some people don't want any reassurance. So it's a you know it has to be an individualized approach. It's not just a physiotherapy or chiropractic approach which everyone has the same thing absolutely we're messy humans some of us need different things to uh, help us get to that end goal i often refer to um the type of manual well any manual therapy physiotherapy osteopathy even um uh down to uh surgical interventions uh, medication this is like trying to bake a cake so uh, you can have the correct medication, the correct advice, the correct um, uh, outlook on life and your pain and the correct manual therapy. But if that's not all in the um, uh, the correct time for you, if it's not done in the right frequency, if it's not done um, 
at the right point for you. Actually, that can still fail. If you bake a cake with all the right ingredients at the wrong temperature, it's still not going to be a good end result cake. Um, so you have to take every single factor into play. If they've got physiotherapy and they've got some nice extension exercises, are they doing them at the right frequency? Are they doing them too many times per day, so aggravating that particular joint? Are they doing it not enough a day, so they're not getting a good, clean um, uh, stretch and, and mobilization from that area? Um, there's so many different factors that go into each individual uh, module of some manual therapy. Um, yeah, it's impossible just to, to whitewash the lot. No, that, that's so true. It's that, I really like that cake analogy. I'm going to use that today, I think. The, <laughs> uh, and it's, and also, as you said, what what works for one person is very different from another one. You know, exa- exactly that. You can have the same approach to three different people and they all have completely different outcomes, even though they are presenting in a very similar manner. So what, you know, what worked for Mrs. Smith might not necessarily work for, you know, Mr. Jones or vice versa. Some people... We spoke before about that on the manual therapy episode about how changing your approach and changing your language is so, so important when using things like manual therapy and mm. gaining rapport with patients is such another huge part of our job. You know, you have to get the, you know, we use the term to get the patient on your side, get them, you know, understanding where you're coming from as well. And if you immediately walk into a room and, you know, shut a patient down and tell them they're wrong or belittle them, which I've, I've seen people do, then whatever you do, it's not going to, it's not going to be effective. It's not going to work. Absolutely. I know the second part of your question there, Rob, was what's this going to do to the patient? I would assume this is going to make them feel, like you said, beaten down. It's going to make them feel like they have failed and therefore they're not going to embark on trying new avenues. They're not going to embark on trying that slightly different flexion technique or, or different longevity of stretch hold because they failed it, right? It, it's, it's not going to work for them. So then they... Um, uh, sort of make do with, well, I'm always going to have pain, which isn't always the case. We're setting them up for failure. It becomes part of their identity. You know, we'll see patients in our Facebook group, you know, who sadly have been had this label given to them years ago. Mm. And they'll, they'll describe themselves as, oh, no, I, I failed physiotherapy or no, physiotherapy doesn't work for me or I'm a failed physiotherapy patient. And I've, we've seen all of these labels in our, in, you know, in our Facebook group. And, you know, and that's awful to hear. You know, that's not what we we want because you know we're not your identity shouldn't be the fact that you failed a particular profession that's not part of your identity and i think the second part of this is that it shifts the blame then onto the patient which is Mm. a big no-no we're saying you know a patient is a failed physiotherapy patient when you know that's implying it's the patient's fault and for anyone listening who's been told that who's been told that they've seen on a letter or they've been told that physiotherapy doesn't work for them that is not your fault that is not something which you have to shoulder that blame. Now, of course, you know, we're not naive enough to think that everybody is 100% compliant about their recommendations all the, all the time. That doesn't happen. No, no one is, or very few people, I should say, are 100% compliant with every single recommendation. But yeah. even with these cases and even with the people who are completely non-compliant, I would still argue that the fault still lies at the therapist in a lot of the time. So if you've got a patient who doesn't, hasn't listened to anything that you've said or hasn't done a single one of your exercises then yes, partly they are going to be blamed, to blame. But also I think that that just means that as therapists, we should have recognized that a different approach is needed or was needed at the time. Hmm. That's it. They might have failed that one uh, degree, that, that one module 
treatment style that you have, but either you've got to be able to adapt, change their mindset, change how they're doing it, whether it's a physicality thing, you need to do 12 sets instead of six, I don't know, you need to hold it for 20 seconds, you need to do uh, reps in the morning, not the evening, or whether it's more of a mindset thing, whether it's more of a physicality thing, are they addressing their nutrition? Are they creating a positive environment for their body to heal as best as possible? Are they uh, listening to positive podcasts like the Back Pain Podcast? Um, Are they doing everything they possibly can alongside your treatment? Because yeah, sometimes it's a change in the treatment style, sometimes it's a change in the treatment itself, sometimes it's a change in everything else but the treatment but it's like trying to crack into a safe it's not just one number to get in it's a multitude of numbers all stacked up that create that final combination that's what needs to be looked at that's what needs to be trialed patients shouldn't be dropped like that because something hasn't worked it just hasn't worked yet sometimes it takes repetition trial and error to find that perfect combination yeah and i think then that also goes back to talking about that different approach and all those different things together you know for people who have seen different people and have had different things done to them. You know, so you might mm. see, I'll oh, go and see this guy, he'll give you a massage, go and see this guy, he'll do this. And then if you go and see him and then he ends up chatting to you for half an hour, you might think, oh, I, I've been fobbed off here or I've been, I'm not, I've not had the same treatment that someone else had when they came to this, this clinic or whatever. And that's a good thing because that means it's tailoring the approach to you. You know, if you're going to a clinic mm. and they, they're doing 100% the same thing to every single patient, then as we said before, that's a red flag because you know there's not a uh, that that's not how how pain works you know people don't get cookie cut don't get get better with cookie cutter approaches if they did we wouldn't have this you know huge chronic pain epidemic that we do yeah absolutely so can a patient fail physiotherapy or let's let's go broad can a patient fail manual therapy absolutely not can a manual therapist fail a patient oh yeah 100% so yeah so if you have been told this and you are concerned you're worried find another practitioner find someone that can advise talk to you about this have a discussion like we're having now and consider a different approach you know every therapist should have this conversation with you everyone should change their approach depending on what you need depending on what you want depending on what your beliefs your hopes your dreams are these should all be all be or your goals these should all be tailored into your into your treatment plan so as we said before whether that means you're having sessions where you're doing a lot of chatting about understanding pain science, for example, or you're doing some manual therapy or you're doing some exercise or you're going for the park and going for a run with your physio or your chiro. doesn't matter. You know, that, you know, a different approach here often is what is what's necessary. Now, is this going to work for everyone? Probably not, but, you know, it's going to give you the best chance possible to have a, to help reduce your pain, to help understand your pain. Love it. Perfect. So, if you are in doubt and you're one of those people who is struggling and want some help, have a look at our website, www.thebackpainpodcast.com, where you can look on our provider map. So on our provider map, we screen and we vet all sorts of therapists, whether they are chiros, physios, osteos, doctors, surgeons. We know they're tried and tested. Pop in your postcode to our provider map and you can find someone local to you. We're updating it all the time with new people. They have to go through. We know all these people personally and we can vouch for them personally ourselves if you are in need. If you're a practitioner listening to this and you would like to be listed, please get in touch. We can have a chat to you and give you all the details about how you can be listed on the website. So thank you everyone for listening. We mentioned the Facebook group as well. If you'd like to check that out, head on over to the Sciatica and Back Pain Support Group on Facebook. We have 4,000 odd people in there now. Um, Mm. A really good group with lots of like-minded people, all with recommendations, top tips, and other things to help with pain. Also, some early pre-release podcast tips. So uh, 
be sure to check them out. Fantastic. Brilliant. Cool. Anything else from you, Dave? No, that's it. I'll get off my soapbox now. Fantastic. Brilliant. Right. That, that is us. We've been the Backpin Podcast. Over and out. Are you...